Okay, and welcome to our next game of Fate of Midgard Stranded in the Southlands. I am your Game Master Porter, and tonight we have Aaron and Tiffany with us as per regular. Tiffany, go ahead and introduce yourself and your character. I play Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning eccentric earthen enchantress. Her trouble is she does not kill. She is, uh, her other aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist, hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs. She is under continuing discomfort because she misses her grove. Not only was she around a desert before where nothing was growing, and now she's in the land of the undead where nothing is even living. And that's <laughs> really putting pressure on her. Um, that actually and... is a very good angle. We should remember, uh, we should remember that of, of the uh, the the negative energy just generally permeating the city or like bad areas. That's something I hadn't actually thought about, but I like that angle. Let's let's leverage that at some point. In a good way or a bad way, I'm not. Uh, sure. It depends on whether you're paying fate points or getting fate points. Um, Either way, we're we're swapping fate points, and I can get down with that. Um, and she has two gear aspects. She has the uh, warded amulet. Um, that is reinforced for security and the staff of Summer Flame. All right, Erin, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I am Erin, and I play Eleanor Westergaard, and she is a beguiling magical slayer. <laughs> Her trouble is venom in my veins, and yet we haven't really we haven't really dealt with that in a while, which is kind of nice. <laughs> um, her other aspects are fantastical facades, the Westergaard family business, lady on a mission, and then her two gear aspects are the uh, negative energy ward that is also reinforced. Reminder, Mr. Porter. Mm -hmm. And then her fancy whip. All right. So, uh, Tiffany, how about you remind us what happened last time? So we started out with a lovely breakfast at the recommended cafe next door to our inn. And we came up with the plan uh, after much discussion to stake out the palace and kind of scope the place out, see what kind of levels of security there were, what the you know access points were, and to basically try to scope out uh, what it would take, what stands between us and getting to see the God King. How many individuals, how many lines of security, and how many, you know, doors and levels. So we were um, uh, bestowed uh, some fantastical facades by Eleanor, and she uh, changed me into looking like a wood nymph, and she took the living visage of Lady Alashra, or excuse me, the decaying visage of Lady Alashra, right? Lady Alashra's features, yeah. but more yes. living yep. or more yes. dead? More living. More living, that's right. Um, yeah, more dead than she already is is probably hard to come by. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we encountered a um, very agreeable, amenable, um, informative guard at the very front door to the palace up some very imposing bloodstained steps um and uh he did not grant us access but he did give us a whole lot of information uh including the significance of seneschal herricks 
who is basically the personal scheduler and basically personal access point to the God King himself. He's the guy you have to talk to if you want FaceTime. Just want to call out that that door, that door guard just happened to be a ghost, which I kind of loved. Oh, did I forget to mention that? Yeah, <laughs> totally a ghost. Um, and um, I now feel remiss that we didn't even ask his name. I felt terrible. We had a whole lot of information, a whole lot of... Uh, That's a real shame. I even named him. I actually named him. <laughs> I... I realize only now that we forgot to get his name, and and for that I apologize to him and to you. <laughs> um, he and half his head will never know unless we go back. Um, anyway, so we decided that we would go check out the uh, office, the sort of box office window that he holds in the square. Um, that is to say, um, Seneschal Herricks, uh, to go see what it's all about, and he wasn't there, and. Uh, Mira whipped out one of her fancy magical lock-picking twigs to uh, break into his office and find the ledger where it shows all of the people who've requested audience with the God King. And we found out that just because you're first in line doesn't mean that you're first in the queue. You, hmm. you, you get favor and preference depending on, well, what we later found out was a multitude of factors. Because we then tracked him down to the Red Skull Diner. Also wasn't there. Found out about the, That one was his... the Blue Skull. The, sorry, the Blue Skull? I think it was the Blue Skull. Fairly certain it was the Red Skull. Maybe it was. Eh, that one's not that important. Doesn't matter. Point is, he wasn't there, but we found out uh, where he does go more often. Um, and that is the Drunken Ox. Uh, but by talking to um, employees of each of these places, um, the bartender at the Red Skull and um, one of the favored waiters at the uh, Drunken Ox, is that he conducts various business meetings with various contacts of whatever sort of levels of society would befit each of these establishments. But the takeaway is that he does conduct many clandestine meetings and dealings and maybe or maybe not so on or above board um, contacts that get people FaceTime with the God King. He likes to sit back. He is corrupt. He likes to accept gifts and money and favor uh, in exchange for whatever the person is trying to get out of him, he uses his position to his advantage however he can. And our main takeaways, he is a Darakul, really important. Uh, he's also never alone. He has two either seen or unseen wraith bodyguards, and he is not to be messed with lightly, if at all. Very good. So let's let's begin with a uh, the next day in Per Anu, the city of the dead, and you wake up to a morning that really 
sets the tone for the city in a way that is much more in alignment with your original expectations. It is pouring rain. It is mm. much cloudier than you've seen it previously. There's always this constant overcast cloud cover going on over the city. Uh, permanent cloud cover. But now there are active roiling storm clouds rolling over the city and it is raining hard and you see people out your window you can kind of see people kind of scurrying about in uh big thick cloaks trying to stay dry and um at one point um your the bazaar is like mostly shut down you see a few people kind of stepping in stepping out but it, the streets are mostly bare and uh you um you do see someone kind of scurrying along uh along the roads and a moment uh a moment or two later after the body turns a corner you hear a uh, a, a man's scream uh, that just kind of echoes among the uh the stones and then is lost in the in a crash of thunder and then it just keeps raining that uh that little vampire got lunch. Pretty much. Good for him. So then <laughs> you do see... Everyone's got to eat. <laughs> what's interesting is that among the re general reduction of, of, uh, of traffic, you still see a bunch of shadowy forms moving about that are... Um, that are incorporeal. So you continue... There's all, the... The traffic of ghosts uh, running around the city or wraiths or what other types of incorporeal undead doesn't change because they don't care if it's raining or not. So uh, you but it's interesting because you normally see them kind of moving among the the normal foot traffic of the city. And uh, now they're kind of the main ones out. So in the driving rain, you see these shadowy forms kind of moving about and the rain just sort of passing right through them. It's an odd sight. And you actually see again um a little later from your window you see uh, a a uh, trio that seem that are sitting over by a uh, by a corner a little ways away that you can kind of see it just looks like they're having a conversation. And then they all go their separate ways. I'm really glad we got this room that has this window. Yeah. It's very helpful. It is. So, do you want to go out today? Do you want to wait till tonight? Are you just going to hunker down? What do you want to do? I, personally, I know that when it's that kind of weather, if we don't have to go out, it seems like our one goal is get to Herrick. And therefore, I'm pretty happy to just stay hunkered down, watch out the window, and wait until we feel comfortable to go out to the, uh, what was the name of the ox? The Drunken Ox. The Drunken Ox, to go find Herrick that evening, because that's when he said that he was going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Herrick's. Herrick's. Anything that delineates the the living and, you know... Earthen diets versus the more, you know, bloodlusting types of folk and the undead folk that don't care if it's raining. Um, I think anything that like designates us as like someone who would be impeded or affected by rain if we're out 
you know, gallivanting through the streets in our cloaks that, I don't know, I worry that two living folks who are trying to make their way so determinedly through the rain yeah, have somewhere to have a mission, are conspicuous. You know, if most humans just trying to get by in their day and not get picked off by vampires in the street are inside, we should be inside. Yeah. Yeah. You do definitely see some living out in the street. There's couriers. There are workers. There are people who don't have a choice. There are folks who are, who are, you also see folks that you don't know what they are. They're just in a big old cloak because anyone who's outside is under a big old, big hood or an umbrella or, you know, it's really hard to see anything about anybody unless they just happen to be a ghost. Yeah, I'm good staying home. <laughs> Otherwise, everyone just yeah. kind of becomes a hood. I've, I'm good just waiting. All right, cool. So, um, it gets into evening and the rain doesn't stop. In this time mm-hmm. that we are just having a rainy day in, yep. is there, is that an appropriate length of time that I could be working on some rituals, trying to stir up some magical druidic greenery? Did you add just... rituals? Sorry? Did you add rituals to your stunts? No. no, not officially, but I'm ah. just wondering if, you know, if we have a whole day oh. to just, like, play with magic in our room and just kind of, like, get prepared for the night. Is there anything in between the spectrum of what I have and adding the ritual stunt that I could do in this period of time? Yes. So you do not have rit- – you you are not trained in rituals. Um, that is not something you have had an, uh, enough exposure to yet. But – um, within your normal capabilities, you are able to, uh, so your, your typical spell that you cast generally lasts for like a scene or so. So, um, generally measured in like minutes. Then, um, you can extend a spell, which is going to make it last hours, generally un- for, you know, until, uh, the next, until the next morning ish. It's a, it's um, and Erin can do that for free with one of her stuns. You can do it as well, but it makes the spell more difficult. Uh, so, so yes, so Tiffany, so yes, you can do things. Your typical magic, um, is a, at, at most you can extend it for, uh, you know, for about a day. Okay. So, in terms of like anything that any like spell or magic that I would do in this room right now, I could like create almost like a preemptive open-ended create advantage where it's like anything that I do later could last longer. Is that what you're saying? Um, no, you can do stuff now that could last for a while. Oh, 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 okay. Ooh, I know what I want to be doing. What? I want to be, um, taking money. And practicing glamouring it mm. so it looks like gold, so it looks like a lot of money. Oh, that's and, really smart. And making it, making my spell last a long time. Okay. So because you're... I learned my lesson with Jesha and the chicken. So I'm going to like <laughs> glamour it before we go, and it's going to last like 24 hours. 
So wait, so are you... So I'm taking like coppers mm -hmm. and I want to practice making them look like gold mm -hmm. or whatever the highest currency is that, you know, makes sense for them to look like. And yeah, so that I can... Because we know this guy wants mm -hmm. money. I don't want to give him a fig. I really don't want to give him a fig. And he's kind of... Sounds like an ass. So, like, ah. I feel like he kind of deserves it. And hopefully by the time he realizes that we're already with the God King and we can give him the fig, because then the God King will tell this guy to just shoo. And we won't have to worry about him. Because then we'll be into a portal, we'll be into the Shadow Realm, we don't have to worry about him. I'm sure he'll try to bring him back, but I think he'll have a hard time once we're in the Shadow Realm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. So are you pre-glamoring a bunch of coins? Yeah, I'm practicing. And then I'm going to do it right before we leave. So it they has the longest. Ah, so I'm just, I see what you I'm mean. I'm refining my technique of glamoring money. Okay, so am I understanding correctly that you would like to enter your visit with Herrix with some extended glamour money? Yep, just okay. in case. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to use it, but right? I, but just in case. Okay, so go ahead. Let's go ahead and give yourself a. Um, a, uh, this is very clever. Yeah, this is clever. I'm good with that. Um, so <laughs> uh, this would be um, difficulty three. You, you, it's not going to get extra difficult because of your meta magic. Ooh, ooh, this is going to last for days. You do have to, you do have <laughs> to spend your meta magic. Okay. Stunt. Well, so I've got five. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Five. Okay. So that is a success. Not with style? No. You would need one more to ah. be a success with style. Well, it's still going to last for a long so time. So you have, ex you have uh, glamoured coins that are going to last. Oh, and I have a fantastical facades invoke we haven't used yet from last time. Because I did such a good job glamorous. Remember I got a successful style? Yes, that was related to your disguises. Oh. So is that gone? It's gone. <sighs> it did not end up being... But I have coins now. But now you have glamored coins. coins. So, um, now Tiffany, what were you trying to do? So lots of things I'd like to tinker with. Given time on my hands and unpressured resources. Just like... This is like me and my study, just like I just have all my all my seeds yeah. and all my little twigs and things that I want to just play with, and all my every all my ingredients. Um I would like to I would like to take I don't want to mess with any of the potions that we have. Yeah. But I would like to prepare with my, I'm intrigued by this potion of true sight. Um, what, what I want to do as I've only done, I think maybe once, maybe twice. Oh, twice. I have offered teas of my own concoction, mm -hmm. um, like tea leaf, you know, mixes, mm -hmm. um, to, yield a certain sort of result with the person that I gave them to. Yep. Pain relief or whatever. Yeah, through like your herbalist work. Right. I would like to create an imperceptible 
additive to a beverage using my ingredients that would make whoever imbibes this mixture um, a little bit easier to convince, easier to come by, basically grease the wheels a little bit, make them a little more agreeable to whatever we're serving. Okay. So not necessarily, I don't necessarily want to go like truth serum with it. I want, but I don't want to make them like drunk or like, yeah, whatever. I don't want to like, mm-hmm. you know, I still want it to be, I still want to allow the person agency, certainly so that they don't kind of sniff out like, hey, someone's messed with my drink because that's never good. But I want our sort of BS line, whatever we're serving, or either our intimidation, either our BS or intimidation, I want the person whose drink I might monkey with a little bit to be a little bit more agreeable. Got it. Easier to convince. Okay. So, um, so with your herbalism stunt that you have, Mm -hmm. you can basically create something like that on the fly in a scene by spending Mm -hmm. a fate point. But with, but since you're doing this in advance, my suggestion is we do a create advantage. Um, and since you have time to practice and think or and experiment and like test it and that you've got like that you can use uh, so that you can do it with focus and that um, that will it will what you're putting together is a temporary thing that will remain potent for about a day or so. Yes. OK. Um, and it is imperceptible by the person takes it in okay so with that um go ahead and um roll uh make a focus roll of difficulty four okay okay that is a five okay so you have a you have a tasteless um Social lubricant. Love it. Okay, with one free invoke. All right, so the two of you spend the day tinkering, experimenting, and preparing. And as evening rolls around, are you ready to head? Are you heading straight to the drunken ox, or are you doing anything else? We don't really have any agendas. Okay, we're just here to get our info. All right, so. Um, you did Are not... Are we walking in as ourselves? I think so. So I'm just going to call out, the two of you have not come... You, the two of you came prepared for sandstorms. You did not come prepared for, like, rainstorms. You are not equipped with big, heavy cloaks and... Well, and, I'm sure uh, that the inn has that, and they really like us. Oh, okay. Sure, why not? All right. Yeah, I'm look, sure we just went nice down hotels have like that. a basket of umbrellas at yeah. the door like, <laughs> behind the desk that you could just borrow. All right, so you head out into the rain in the dark um, and you make your way. It takes a little while uh, to the drunken ox. Are you going to fly on your carpet? No. Are you going to mm-hmm. uh, hail a carriage? Or are you going to walk? We Hailing- walk. 
A carriage might be nice. Yeah, but then we're not in control of where it goes. True. We're walking. Okay. All right. So, takes a while to get across the neighborhoods. Um, and But you get back to the Drunken Ox. Uh, you do see the uh, server Willard that you saw before. And he kind of like... He doesn't know it's us. We were in disguise before. Oh. All right. Fair enough. Then he does not react to your entrance. <laughs> um, and uh, someone, uh, uh, a lady comes up to offer you a table. Are you just going to go sit and... So, yeah. Okay. You do not That's see like regular anyone patrons. immediately... Yeah. You do not see anyone immediately matching Herrick's. So. Well, we can just, we can get some food. Okay. Probably no drink because we want to have our wits about us. Okay. And. We can have a, we can have something to drink. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. Yeah. Yes. So as you sit down, the, uh, the lady, um, the lady holds out kind of, she has a, a, a pair of menus in each hand and then, uh, says, um, what type of menu would you be preferring? Food like, and beverages, mostly. Um, yes. Um. I mean, uh, but of the terrestrial, earthen-grown nature. <laughs> ah, good. And she sets down the set of menus in her left hand. Although I will take the other one. Oh, of course and she takes one of the other hand I'm curious. and puts it in front of you and takes the other one um and takes the other one with her okay so there are you know two menus on the table great what's on the weird one the weird one <laughs> there is a um there is a marinated forearm i think <laughs> I wish that you could see our faces. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think Mira and Eleanor are looking at this kind of like trying to keep her cool, but, but our stomachs are kind of churning as we uh, read down further. There's a blood sausage. Oh, that does that. That's tame compared to a forearm. (laughs) (laughs) There is a spaghetti and eyeballs. Classic. Classic. <laughs> and so on and so oh, forth. Oh, no, I want to keep hearing what is on this menu. <laughs> Let's see. What's uh, the appetizer section? What's in the terrible plates? What are we talking like? Is there any dessert menu on the vampire diet? I guess so. So we've seen it sounds like very, like, human-based. Is there anything that, like, really sticks out as, like, exotic or weird or disgusting for us i'm just curious well i mean you know there's the finger fondue (laughs) (laughs) so it's still very human based like they're eating humans there's not like kobolds there's not dragons on here it's like oh whoever's on here is eating humans oh oh that's not actually specified in the in the majority of dishes um kobolds have forearms presumably (laughs) 
I guess, but wouldn't it tell you? Because I feel like when you go to a restaurant, it's like pork or chicken or cow. Like oh. it tells you, like, wouldn't it tell you like a cobalt forearm marinated in raspberry sauce? Like, <laughs> wouldn't it tell you? Wow. I feel outdone. It's yes. the Western Guards there is can a, hear you now. There is a Western Guards are foodies, man. <laughs> there is a cobalt forearm marinated in in raspberry sauce. Yeah, stomach reduction. <laughs> there is a there there is a dwarf shoulder steak. Ooh, dwarfs have broad shoulders. There's a lot of meat on that. Exactly. Exactly. Nice and where layer they, of fat where on Where is it. their meat procured from? Uh, <laughs> like, do you want to ask the server like if this is a free range dwarf? Yeah. <laughs> it's an organic. <laughs> do you want to know the dwarf's shoulder? name? What is your slaughter process? <laughs> I think considering the blood vendor, I can't imagine that question comes across too often. Yeah. No, I'm just curious. There is a variety. Okay. Um, human, is, human is common. Kobold is common. Dwarf seems to be the rarity on the menu. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's not a. There are dwarves in. Is the there Southlands. dragon on the menu? There is no dragon on the menu. So um, the other menu is fairly traditional uh, cultural fare. So there is a. You know, there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of goat. There is some cow. Um, there's ostrich seems to be a specialty on the traditional menu. Um, there is also a variety of spices that you are not familiar with. Um, but Tiffany, as you were looking, you're like, oh, wait, I think I've heard of that, but I've never heard it used in food. Interesting. Um, there's some very um, unusual spices being uh being used in some of the explanations just that, like as sort of like a flavor palette or yeah yeah and and aaron you don't recognize it you're like i've never heard of that and but tiffany you're like ooh, wait a second i am gonna look at the menu and get the safest thing like when i go somewhere and i'm not sure i usually get pasta because i don't feel like pasta can give you food poisoning <laughs> <laughs> like you know it's pretty safe so i'm looking for something you know very like vegetable if there's any vegetables there, on here roasted well, you goat could just is get very safe. And eyeballs and just pick the eyeballs off yes i guess we could <laughs> there, there are uh there is there are um curries there are oh, this has uh, meat in it yes i don't trust the meat after looking uh, at that other one i'm like I mean, who's to say they didn't have, you know, just a little extra and go, oh, we're at a chicken. Oh, let's just throw some human in there. Whoops, no one will know the difference. It's just simmered in a sauce anyway. So I'm getting something vegetarian and hopefully pasta or grain-based. There is a, uh, there is in fact a squash risotto, a squash and risotto um, in a, uh, in a uh, curry sauce that seems unusual but very safe great awesome mira's always looking for a salad something that came out of the earth <laughs> the green sort of like the like the less doctored the better the more in its 
grown state yeah. the better. So do they have salads? Here? No like- salads, but there's asparagus. There's an asparagus dish that seems up your alley. I'll take it. All right. Sounds good. So the uh so you, your food comes. So while you are eating your food, a few dancers come out and you now re- you now notice that um there are in fact three poles set up in a triangle around uh in the center of the room. And so there is there are three dancers that come out. One is human with very very pale skin tinging on bluish like extremely pale um there's another who is a um there is a male that looks gray like ashen gray with a really wide jaw and is extremely fit ooh bust out the dollar bills <laughs> and uh his his pole routine is athletic and domineering yeah for any subs in the audience <laughs> And the third is a uh, is a catfolk female who seems kind of a a of the cheetah variety, and she's very lithe and athletic. And her uh, her routine is a mix of kind of stunts and uh, interspersed with kind of sensual teases. Uh, and then the, uh, sorry, and I realized I didn't say anything about the routine of the first one. The extremely pale lady whose skin is verging on blue um, is just pure seduction. She doesn't make any attempt at any sort of like um, tricks on the pole. It's all just sort of simple twists and twizzles and uh like is it classy seduction or is it trashy seduction it is it is very classy very sophisticated and very simple but um but you know three different flavors a gentleman walks in and he is he he really catches your attention because he is noticeable mainly because of the two bl- two big black blobs that are in his uh, entourage and they draw way more attention than he does he seems pretty like innocuous except for he's very well dressed you've started to get a sense for the style of the city so when he takes off his rain cloak you get a sense of his dress and he's very clearly in upper class for this city he is wearing a set of shoulder coverings that stretch across his collarbones and his shoulders and wrap around his neck with um with gold almost like a kind of a scaling design and then that gives way to a billowy shirt underneath and 
kind of crisscrossing golden strands of beads with um with different bead work like different kind types of beads and pearls worked into the crisscross that goes across the chest you've seen this on a number of people that always seem to be of kind of upper stations and it's obviously pretty pretty wealthy and uh he's wearing kind of a um knee length skirt of fine cloth and then sandals that go up to his knees and so he uh, takes off his rain cloak and uh makes his way to his table and he is ashen gray skin black hair that's cut tight but it's very uh it's got a very tightless sort of wave form to it and a very cropped beard um that is uh close cropped to his wide jaw except for it's kind of patchy in places and his skin is sunken right to the bones of his face so his eyes are deep his cheeks are sunken his uh mouth looks very uh tight um but it and his jaw is quite wide giving his face a very boxy shape to it and he heads to a table and willard comes up and uh chats chats with him for a minute the two black blobby shapes sort of uh set themselves against the wall immediately behind him and you can see two on each of them there are two pinprick um eyes of red and from this distance that's all you can really make out about them you get the sense that there's more detail to them but from this distance it's really hard to see but the eyes show from across the room you brought your fire staff right yes okay good and so uh and then after a minute um while willard is talking to him um another uh another server comes up and brings a drink which willard nods takes it sets it on the table you get the impression again it's kind of the uh the usual type of thing and then uh they talk a little more referencing the menu and then willard leaves and the uh the gentleman is sitting there just kind of observing the room looks at the dancers for a minute and then kind of pulls out a stack of papers from a bag it seems to be just busy well i think we ought to make our move so it looks like he's waiting for someone or at least at some point in the evening i mean if he's got papers he's like preparing for a business meeting maybe do you think it's worth us to kind of hang back and just kind of see if the person that he expects to meet is going to show up soon or should we swoop in the just see you know, the the papers that he's working with he doesn't seem to like have them set there like they are ready he looks like he's reviewing a stack oh, of okay. work from the day i think okay, we should swoop in we've been waiting around all day i feel like we've been waiting like the whole campaign to get to this god king i think we just go for it okay um 
little in character table talk as opposed to, I guess, OOC table talk. Um, because um, if we are going to approach who we know to be a very dangerous man who holds the key to an even more dangerous person who holds the key to the shadow realm itself, we should probably have a plan. What are we going to say to him? <laughs> Or do, or show. I was, I was what thinking going... we were just going to wing it, Mira. I thought we just, we just <laughs> wing it. <laughs> I think everything oh. that we've learned in this city yes. so far has given us the, given me the inclination at least, that um, preparation has its advantages, if nothing but just sort of... I... I think that we should approach with the same tactic that we did with the guard. We tell them that we are in search of the oasis. We've come very far to find it. We found Kajima. We're sort of following her path. And we don't give too many details unless we have to. Um, but I feel like we need a safe word for if things go bad and we need to <laughs> we need to run or we need to fight. I feel like we need Well, those are two very, very different uh words perhaps. Maybe we need two words then. <laughs> we need a word that means run and we need a word that means throw down right here and now. Yes. Yes. Although I think if it comes to that, it'll be pretty obvious that that's what's going to happen. I was gonna say, Not run has always served me well. Um, we do have <laughs> the magic carpet, but it's tucked away in a bag. That's true. Okay, that's so, a large bag. Um, that's okay. It's a very awesome bag of holding that we have. It's a fanny pack of holding, really. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if. If only you'd ever gotten a fanny pack of holding. That would be so convenient. It's okay. You have stuff. It's just it's a, it's in a yeah. All right. It's in a uh, a long bag. <laughs> nothing, nothing like carrying a five foot long duffel bag to draw it's it. Not five feet. I think we said it was a five foot seven carpet. But doesn't but it, you can fold it? Didn't half. It folds. It's like a mat. Yeah, it it's folds like a down. Mat and it folds in half. It's like one of those oriental rugs. It's like thin, like an IKEA. It's not like a thick carpet like we have in our house. It's like thin. <laughs> Either way, looks of skepticism aside, <laughs> I, I can't imagine that's going to come into play in this instance. Probably not. Um, we just need to be very clear with our story how much of it we are willing to give up today because this is a man that we know demands everything yes let's not tell him about the fix let's let's see what we have to offer i feel like we're going to have to offer we're going something. to have to offer something we can't walk up empty-handed and ask yes. for good graces i do have my gold my fool's gold if we will um that i feel like you know we can use and if it feels like he can get us into the God King, when did, when was that audience out of character? When was that audience going to be? Two weeks. Oh. My gold's not going to last that long. Nope. 
You failed to mention that when I made my No, but the idea, though, is that we were going to try to get in before then. We were going to try to get in tomorrow. Or at least sometime, we were going to try to get, we were going to just be in the queue of other people looking for favors. We were going to try to, well, we were going to try to get in as soon as we could. Let's, I like the idea. Okay, we'll see. Um, we'll see what we have to do. Um, all right. Do we feel okay giving a fig to him if we need to? And then with the assumption we're going to have to give at least one fig to the God King, maybe two. And we have nine figs. I think that if it comes down to fig exchange, um, we need to be very careful about giving up the fig only after we've gotten what we want. So just like we did with the amulet. Um, I was looking for yes. his name and I couldn't remember his name, but the um, the artificer who made the amulets. Oh, Malfo. Yes. Um, we are not giving them up until we get to see the God King. So that. Yep, that is it. Clear. Yep. And I also have a feeling that one or two figs for the God King himself is not going to cut it. So that exchange is a future discussion, but one thing yes. that you, Mira, this is something that might have occurred to you through the day is you have no idea what the figs mean or do for undead. Hmm. It's true. That's true. We talked with that priest way back and we kind of posited because being undead is sort of an, an everlasting life of some kind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. I I don't know what it would do because they're dead and this is the life. Would it just like fizzle out and do nothing or would it like actually have like resurrecting effect? We don't know. We don't know. That is true. Um, I feel like you should have your truth serum ready in your hand. Maybe oh, I could yeah. go in and start talking first. You could come up behind, just kind of Pour it in while I have his attention, and then... Well, here's the thing. Not just his attention, it's also his his two wraith buddies. And so I am mm. only going to risk getting spotted monkeying with his drink if I am 100% sure. I'm not even sure I'm going to be the one to do it. I might give it to Willard and have him put it in the drink that comes to the table. But I, I do not want to risk getting spotted in the application. But I think we have a good story, and I think we're ready to, okay. to make an approach. Okay. So as you are just getting ready to head over, um, his, uh, his dish gets delivered to his table. And as you walk up, um, he is... He's got that forearm, the forearm. He got the marinated <laughs> forearm. And what's interesting about this dish is it looks like a, uh, it, it doesn't quite read like a forearm. It's very artfully done. There is, it's been skinned. It's been, it looks raw. It doesn't look like it's been cooked, maybe smoked. Hard to tell. But it's, uh, um, there's a lot of kind of gravy on the plate. And then there are, um, Five fingers disconnected from the hand itself. The hand is not visible anywhere, but the fingers are sort of arranged artfully along the forearm, sort of like little spikes. 
as you come up, he is sitting there with his fork and knife, um, slicing off a, a, uh, a piece of meat from the forearm and bringing the fork to his mouth with, you know, two fingers. The other three on his hand are kind of sort of held up gracefully and it goes into his mouth. And as he opens his mouth, it's almost like a shark mouth. Like his jaw just gets wider. Um, and he already had kind of a wide jaw and his teeth are very clearly pointed. Um, all of them, um, at like jagged triangles. And he delicately takes this slice of meat into the maw and, uh, he seems to be enjoying his dish. And as he, as the two of you walk up, he sets down his fork and knife, dabs his mouth with a napkin and looks up and uh without looking up at you just says well what can i do for you and only then does he actually look up at you with a uh, pair of pale gray eyes good evening uh seneschal herricks i presume he nods gently uh, my lovely friend here and I, we hear that you are the person to talk to, um, if we require an audience with Zigov King. Hmm. He kind of nods thoughtfully, and then he, uh, uh, without his knife and fork, he kind of takes a uh, long nailed finger and kind of reaches down into the forearm and with one hand kind of keeps the forearm held down with the other finger pulls out what you're pretty sure is a like a vein and pulls it out like a string of spaghetti and uh um stretches it out and that is true and uh more much more focused on the string than on you sets it into his mouth and sort of slurps it in. What is your purpose? Our purpose, I'm assuming you mean with the God King? Yes. Yes. That's the idea. And he gives you a, for the first time, he looks at you directly and gives you a wide, triangle-toothy grin. And... It's just, it's weird because his jaw seems like it just shouldn't get this wide. Like his, it, it's, it's a bizarre look that you're not used to. Um, I don't believe not many people have heard of, of this place that we seek. Um, but the God King, we know that the God King can help us find the Oasis of Figs. I don't expect you to know it, but that is the place we are trying to find. And precisely why do you need the God King himself to help you find a spot on a map? Oh, <laughs> my dear friends, you do not know of the Oasis of Figs, do you? It is not a, simply a spot on the map. It is oasis filled with magic. 
it travels around and is never in the same spot twice. Kind of sits back and folds his arms, but he's listening. The Oasis of Figs is home to magical, a magical grove of trees, of fig trees, hence the name. These figs grant everlasting life. Is it ringing a bell? No, it does not seem so. Um, Maybe I heard stories about it when I was a child. A long time ago. <laughs> Indeed. Yes, so we... It is of utmost importance that we find this place. And through our research, we know that the God King is one of the only people who can help us get there. Hmm. He has done it before. Hmm. Therefore, we seek an audience with him. Very good. I will put your names on the list, and you will receive a message when your turn arrives. And then he sort of just... And how will we know when this turn arrives? Well... It usually takes quite some time, because he only does one session per month. One session per month? Public session in the square. A public session. So as you can imagine, there's quite a backlog. A backlog. Indeed. Mm. So, what name should I write down on the list? You notice he has nothing to write with at the moment. Writing on a list for this backlogged meeting that yeah. might happen. Yeah. If I may be so bold as to say, one of the reasons why my friend and I here have come to seek the abilities of the God King to find this unknowable place that relocates without without rhyme or reason or any predictability is because he is of great power and obviously and we know that and he we know that the person who orchestrates and is responsible for managing such a figure of power must hold great power himself oh of course of course that person would have great power it took us so long to find you because we had to go through so many channels to find where Seneschal Herrix resides. Yes, yes, yes. He's powerful. Yes. And did you also hear that he's an absolute fox in the bed? That's the most important detail. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a lie. I'm sorry. No. What we meant, what we meant to insinuate was that a person of such great power doesn't save it for the God King. I don't really care. Shh. I get it. You're troublemakers, adventurers. You're not from here. I've never seen you. You need the God King to work his God King powers. I get it. 
I get it. But guess what? There's a very, very long list. We also bring warning to the God King. Perhaps you've heard of the God Queen Meshkenet. And if you haven't... He steeples his fingers. And? Well, this is very important intel that I can only give the God King. Perhaps you misunderstand what the God King actually does in this city. He is a decision maker, but largely he's a figurehead. He doesn't actually sully those ancient hands of his with the management of the city or its defenses or really any sort of international politics. So if Meshkenet feels like messing with Paranu. God King Irsu won't actually care until there's a until there's a battle where he must rain deadly fire upon her. So if there's a well, warning you have, he's not the one you need to give it to. Will he care if the doorstep that that war is brought to is of one of the red portals itself? What in hell are you talking about? All right, let's make this simple. <laughs> We've had lots of discussion about what the God King can and can't do and his powers, whether he has the ability of whatever he does in the city. What do you do in the city? And what do you want to do in the city? Let's make this about you. He kind of holds, he's hold, holds up his nails. He kind of inspecting and I coordinate and I prioritize. You also seem to prioritize such things as a refined palate of food and hmm. beverage, of fine entertainment, of imposing company. He uh, salaries, holds up his I glass. can't imagine come cheaply. He holds up his glass. All cheers to that, and he takes a drink, and proceeds to take a work on his dinner. And he kind of waves for you to carry on with your thought. We are not asking to disrupt your life. In fact, we hope to improve it. We are hoping to mainly pass through you. On about our business. We need an exchange. We need access to the God King, and it must take place before public access. Preferably tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry. Impossible. Why? Why? You said he doesn't do anything. You said he doesn't even raise his hands up. What's he doing? He runs his own projects, and he is deep in something that he cares personally about right now. Does he share this with you? Oh, yes. I know what he's working on. And what is it? And he's left explicit orders to not be disturbed. 
So no, you can't pay me enough to go disturb him right now. Trust me. The consequences of that are dire. Dire how? For you, for us, for everyone, for the city. Like, for, what are we talking about? For whoever disturbs his work. Well, what if you sent in your friends? I'm sure troublemakers like you know that undead doesn't... He Sorry, he looks kind of back and forth at both of his shadowy wraiths. I'm sure that troublemakers like the two of you know that undead doesn't mean unkillable. And believe me when I say anyone who disturbs his work is likely to get shredded to pieces. Okay, so I'm going to shoot Mira a look. We didn't agree on a on a password, but this is... Uh, <laughs> I think we should bring out the big guns. I think that we should maybe offer a fig. We should maybe, like... Like, he's not going to budge. Yeah. I don't even think he's... I don't know if he's going to budge for the, the coins. I don't even know. I don't know if we should do that or not. So you're talking about... Let me just clarify that you have shifted the discussion just now to trying to get access to the God King tomorrow. I mean... I guess I'm unspecific as to the time frame. I just don't want it to be sort of at like the town hall meeting. I yeah. want like private audience where we kind of squeak in and say, yeah. Okay. It's us. Uh, okay. So you're saying we can't see him tomorrow. What about the next day? Nope. And the day after that? Nope. And the day after that? Nope. All right. So we, our information, we do not want it to be at the public hearing. It's extremely sensitive, and we don't, it cannot be at the public hearing. So we need to see him before the public hearing. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. He continues kind of slicing on his forearm and bringing a chunk up to his shark-like mouth. That makes sense. Thank you. He is in the middle of a very complex personal project that I am not about to disturb. The public court is roughly two weeks away. He will be tied up with his project for the next week, and I am not going to let anyone disturb him. If you can make it worth bouncing someone else on the schedule. There's a possibility that we could get you in with him. In between the ending of his project and this, he waves his hand, and the public court. So, he sets down the fork, knife and fork and looks at you, claps his hands and folds. So, 5,000 gold, and I'll make it happen. Because I'm getting bored of this, so let's just cut to the chase, shall we? Okay, so out of character, I don't, I don't think we should use my gold. Yeah, you guys do not have 5,000 gold. 
even with your glamour like, gold like, like we we have to do the fig we have to do the fig yeah um I want to, I have a strategy and I want to ask something, but there's no way that Eleanor would know that this is what I'm thinking at the moment. So I almost don't want to say it. So we'll just keep it. I'll just see if I can. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We do have one item. I will let my friend, we have not told him our names, Nope. by no. the way, and we're not going to. Correct. Okay. I, my friend, and I'm just gesturing to you to get it out so that they don't see the rest of them because you've got them all in your little cartons. So I'm hoping no, we put in like, no, no, remember we put it, we like, we took out, I think three in like a little side satchel. Oh, the yes. lock yeah, you did. You separated in the room. We have a couple. Yeah, you were prepared. True. Okay. Okay. I remember that. So I'm like giving you the look to get out one. We don't want to let them know we have yeah. anything else. We have something that is very precious. It is more precious than gold. Hmm. It is something extremely rare. Um, make a, uh... I'm telling the truth. I know. One of you make a focus. <laughs> make a focus check. Uh, I, that is going to be Mira who's okay. going to make that focus check. Because I'm sitting here chatting. Eleanor does not focus. What? Mira looks very happy. Yes, Mira seceded with style. I just maxed out my dice. Let me do Whoa! some math. I've got to carry the one. No. <laughs> anyway. uh, Mira knows what's going down. Plus four on the dice? That is a plus four on the dice. Woo! Yeah, Whoa, like right. major style. Okay, so that is a successful style. So, Mira, you, your um, empathy and um, attention to detail very definitely picks up that he is at the mention of you know something worth more than gold and that valuable stuff you have his absolute attention go ahead and uh um give yourself a free invoke on his personal aspect of of corrupt and greedy politician so you, I'm uh, sorry, two, you get, that's a successful style. So you get two free invokes. Heck yes. So you know what, you're, you're getting a very good read now after some interaction of what this guy reacts to. And Excellent. you think that you, you can tell that there is interest in things beyond money, but uh, he likes stuff and he likes show of wealth and prestige i don't know if we should show him the fig right now i think maybe we should just tell him about that yeah we'll certainly tell him yeah see if he believes us with an invoke he might yes and two invokes he definitely we, will well we'll go to yeah. we yeah we can give an inch we can let this line out a little yeah. bit at a time okay my friend my friend and i we have something that is more precious than gold. This oasis that I told you about, it has a grove of figs of everlasting life. The only place that you can get one of these figs is from this magical oasis. Or, in your case, perhaps 
and agreeable exchange with us. Now we need to have a guarantee that we will see the God King as soon as possible, understanding that he is very deep in his personal work, but we need to be first on that list. When you take us to see the God King, we will give you a fig of everlasting life. You, Mira, you notice that his expression droops slightly. And he goes, Everlasting life. And he sort of holds out his hands from side to side. I was reborn over a hundred years ago. I've stopped counting because it got boring. My kind have never found the upper limit of how long we can last as long as we're not, as long as we don't meet a violent end. So, as far as I can tell, I already have everlasting life. But you don't have a magical fig of pure gold. Your, your price that you had previously set on a grand favor rarely if ever offered to anyone that would completely put you out that would be a sum that would only that would only be paid by those desperate or wealthy or both 5000 gold do you know what the worth of such a rare treasure would be to those who may value everlasting life. You personally may not benefit from its powers, but you know what power is, and you know how to wield it, and you know how to exchange it. All right. Mira, now give me a clever roll. <laughs> well played. Ah, uh, that's a two. Okay. Plus you're clever. Or is that two with As I clever? said, a two. That is your two. Okay. <laughs> Plus your invoke. This is nothing. Plus and your invoke. What's the difficulty? So, difficulty is four. And you have lots of fate points. You have a ton of fate points. <laughs> you don't. But we're, we're what? Well, so we think we are one level of security away from the God King himself. I don't want to be frittering away fate points in a brothel. <laughs> um, yeah. So if I only use one of my invokes, that's only going to be a, a tie, which is not enough. Correct. Do both. Okay. And we I'll win. use both for sure. All right. So both of your invokes. Yep. That brings you up to a six. Okay. That was a very well played argument. If you've been looking for the Oasis of Figs, how do you have one? There are those. No. 
let me rephrase, there has only ever been one individual ever to return to the oasis in a single lifetime. We happen to know this person. And the way that this individual was able to return was with the God King's assistance. It may be through this person that we came across a fig from her first journey. And we know for a fact she was able to return. This is our hope. That we may find a place once found can be found again. So he, uh, scratching, scratching his, his, uh, bearded chin, his, uh, short bearded chin with his long nails for a moment. And Mira, you can tell you're, you're, uh, you're feeling the rush from your negotiation, um, haggling days of, of, uh, a lifetime ago. And, uh, and you can tell you've got him. And he's just coming to terms with it. And then suddenly the door to the bar, to the, to the club pushes open and in walk five very well dressed, um, not all men, few men, few women. But there's five of them. And they all walk in with a very clear purpose. And you can, there's a, uh, a, uh, hostess kind of scurrying behind them, trying, you know, trying to get them to stop. And then she backs off. And the five of them are walking straight towards his table. And they look, very, very pale, with their skin verging on a cool blue. And unlike him, their faces are not sunken to the bone and with the wide jaw, and so they're definitely not dark cool like him. And uh Eleanor, you can tell these look like vampires. Ooh. So, the five of them walk up, and uh, as soon as they walk in the door, his attention was on them, and he's, like, totally not paying attention to you. As they get closer, he turns his attention back to his meal, and he's just sort of plucking one of the fingers out of the forum and just sort of stripping the meat off of it, just like someone does with a, uh, like a chicken wing. And, uh, just pretending to ignore them. And he lets them stand in front of him for a moment. Uh, I'm sort of backing up slightly with Mira, just kind of, you know, we're... <laughs> not standing in between them. Yeah. We're, we're still well, there, but how did, were they walking toward him? Like, like, an expected business meeting and they were like, there's our guy, or is this like 
like an assassination. This does not look expected, and there is definitely an air of hostility. Okay. Yeah, we're getting out of the way of the wraiths and him and them, but we're still, you know, we haven't left. We're just sort of just kind of making some space. If these guys mean him harm, then there goes our inn. So I don't back off too far. I don't back off out of reach. I back off to disengage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. But not enough that we are out of access. Right. 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 So he looks cool as a cucumber, and he kind of pulls the shri- the uh, defleshed bone out of his mouth, and kind of chew, and he tosses the bone at the feet of the the lead, um, the lead gentleman who looks like a very he's the youngest looking of the group, um, and he's short, stocky, and he's got black, um. Black straight hair pulled back into a, um, pulled back into a ponytail. Um, actually, no, pulled up into a, pulled up into a high ponytail, like a top knot kind of thing. And he's wearing a, uh, he's wearing a vest. They all shed their cloaks as they walked in the door. So he's wearing a vest and then, um, tight trousers and his vest is is uh gold threaded so these guys are like all very nicely dressed he looks down at the uh the the finger bone that got tossed at his feet and he looks at herricks and he says herricks you have not upheld your part of the bargain that you made with lord shazar I'm here to collect, one way or the other. And he gives a smile. Very charming. And you can see, Eleanor, you see the long fangs that make it very clear. This is a vampire. And the four others behind him smile as well. And uh, Herrick just kind of looks side to side, holds his hands up empty. Well, that's... Uh, that's... Uh, I'm really sorry. That's awfully inconvenient. I don't know what you expect me to do here. I'm having dinner. I'm conducting business, he gestures over to the two of you. Oh, great. <laughs> Bring and <it> this <laughs> gestures in front of him to the group of them. This is, well, it's just, it's desperate. And frankly, I think it's beneath you. So, how about you slither on home to Lord Shazar and you tell him that he and I can chat Thursday. Personally, and uh, the the lead vampire steps forward. That isn't going to happen. Do you have it now, or not? And uh, at this moment, the two wraiths, as he steps too close to the table, the two shadowy wraiths who've been hanging out on the back wall this whole time, they all float forward. And for the first time, you can kind of see details of the person that they once were. 
and one of them looks like a looks like a man with um really really thick dreadlocks pull uh coming back behind his head um and uh, looks like he's very very muscular and the other one looks like a looks like a woman with hair pulled into tight braids um that are all pulled uh, all pulled back into a uh a big collection of uh, a big um, kind of a ponytail of braids at the back and she is wearing um she has you can see shadows of like multiple armbands going down her arms and she looks very like a like a gymnast's build very lithe very athletic and now her whole body is turned into this like shadowy form that sort of moves and shifts on the moment and as uh as the vampire puts his hand on the table for and for a moment of emphasis the two wraiths surge forward and in a moment of hostility all hell breaks loose because the vampires take that as a as a reaction and pull weapons and Herrix stands up from his seat jumps backwards and the race surge forward passing straight through the table and a, a fight breaks out between the two wraiths and the five vampires uh we jump back we get out of the way we grab well i can't speak for you we jump back and get out of the way of the fray herrix is behind he is the behind race. the race his back is to the wall and he's letting his race he looks caught he he looks confident for a moment and then gets a bit nervous and uh but he's letting the wraiths do their job. I guess this is a so, moment that if we jumped in with the fight, we could totally take out the wraiths and like take care maybe I'm not sure what it takes to disarm a wraith to say taking it down. I grab the back of his collar so that I can get him real close cuz his bodyguards are busy. So he's just got I know he's a dark cool but like he also doesn't seem like somebody who likes to get his own hands dirty. So I just get up real close. I'm not planning to pull him down. I sure. grab the back of his collar just to get up close enough to him that he can hear me because it's getting loud. Yep. And I say, you clearly know value when you see it. And I'm sure you value your own life. Why not let this mess diffuse itself? If you'd like to conclude your business with us, you should come with us. Because I presume the staff and other patrons are probably trying to get out of the way. Oh, so there's probably everyone, of... yeah, the place is clearing out real fast. People are yeah, screaming. It's easy to disappear in a crowd of chaos right now. And I think if we conclude our business elsewhere, he would, I'm hoping he would be agreeable to that. So uh, go ahead and make a, I feel like that is bold. Yeah. You're trying to you're trying to cut through the chaos and be the thing that gets his attention the the thing that is worth his attention right now. Yeah. All right. Mira's been boosting up her bold lately, so we'll see how this pays off. 
That's just a two. Okay. You need a three. I do. Um, I don't necessarily want to sidestep a really great combat scene that you've set up for the second time, but I really just feel like... <laughs> I wasn't entirely sure you guys would fight in this anyway, but there's a fight happening. Yeah, there is a fight happening. I don't think we're equipped, and there's a whole lot of innocence around, and I think best case scenario, I end up burning this building down, which means a business owner is out of income. <laughs> so I really don't want to do that. Um, I think if we, frankly, we wanted to get this guy alone without bodyguards in the first place. So if we get him either outside to an alley, to a side room where a fight isn't taking place, that would be ideal. So I, I think this has got to be my negotiation stunt because I know how to sell it straight and I know how to get my ideas across and I've already convinced him once. So I feel like he kind of knows what we're about. So uh, expert negotiator is tapping into experience as a trader deals maker. I don't feel like this is a negotiation plus, moment. This is a, this not, is a, this is a getting his clever. emotions. This is a getting through the noise of, a, of everything yeah. else. I'm not, I'm not buying that for this moment. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's fine. I, I hadn't actually read it all the way through. It just says plus two to clever. So that just takes it off the table anyway. Narratively, I just want to feel like maybe that's why she felt so bold, but you're right. It's definitely bold. Don't you have um, fake points? Like five of them? I'm all, I have four. Um, I'm always looking for ways <laughs> to save them. <laughs> like seeing specific ways to not spend fake points, but I will for this. And I'm going to spend the, a fake point to put me over. And what is the aspect that feels that makes sense here? I feel like as the caretaker of the figs, I feel like the utmost authority in how to spend them. And if I just agreed to letting one go, I am determined to get what we came for. And I feel like that just sort of like boosts my resolve in a way that I'm letting one of these figs go to a known villainous corrupt scumbag who has the ability to kill me if he wants a snack. And I felt so strongly about getting what we want out of letting one of these figs that it emboldened my spirit. Having a hard time with that. Not going to lie. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. I'm, I'm open to the fate point. I don't feel like that's the right aspect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about this? Um, I feel pressured by being out of my grove for so long. And I feel this just sort of like, I am so under pressure from being away and this growing discomfort with, I miss my grove that I'm just like, I'm de this desperation has overcome me. Okay. Where I'm okay. letting my fig go to someone who I know isn't going to use it for a fact. I know, like, I gave one to my boyfriend to make him live forever so we could be together one day, and I'm going to give one to a corrupt politician, knowing he's not going to use it, the only thing he's going to do with it is sell it, and I don't have control over where it goes, I'm desperate, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, I buy that as long as you say something along the lines of, 
I want to get, you know, let me get back. Something that implies you need to get, that you miss your grove and you need to get back to it. So you need to slip a little so bit I of have information. To give up. So in order to get it, in order to complete the action, I have to reveal our identity, or at least my role. A little piece of it. Okay. Okay. Got it. Deal. So, all right. Going down to three. Okay. All right. Ooh. So. So I, so I go, I grab his collar. Yeah. And I say, you clearly recognize value when you see it. And I know for a fact you value your own safety. You wouldn't have this hired muscle as, as you do if you didn't value your own safety. We need to conclude this business. We need to get out of this mess that is clearly of your own making. I don't have time to mess around. We do not have time to mess around. If you are serious, we need to go conclude our business elsewhere. You have no idea what we've been through. You have no idea what I've been through. If you had any idea what these figs mean to anyone, to me, to anyone who's been apart from the from the source from where they came for so long. Okay, so he's nodding and he's starting to move with you and you guys are starting to move uh, towards an exit um, while you're talking. He's he's nodding and he's he's coming with you. You've got him. And a uh, uh, the wraiths are slicing into the vampires, and uh, but one of them slips around the fray and come as you're making your exit comes charging at the two of you at the three of sorry the three of you, and um, he's with you and he's following you, but a and but a one of the vampires is making a charge at him as you or three are trying to make your exit. So the three of us are leaving. One of the race disengaged from no, the No, one of the vampires. So the race oh. are handling four of the five vampires and one of the vampires. One of the vampires peeled up, but both of the wraiths are still fighting. Correct. And okay. that one vampire comes charging at you, fangs bared, and with a, with a really nasty looking knife in hand. Um, I want to use my whip okay. to crack it, and um, I want to try to get it around his neck. All right. Cool. Like very Xena-esque movement. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, go ahead and give me a, let, let's uh, call this a uh, overcome level three. And I'm this using sounds like my brutal. brutal. Or, actually, that can. This is. Uh, you could probably do clever with this because you're not actually. This is about a statement. Ooh. Ah. That's gonna be a two. Eh. You need a three. Sure. Let's pay a point. Okay. What aspect are you invoking? Westergaard family business. Ooh, all right. This is yes, what I do. This is fighting vampires and kicking their asses. Absolutely. Or I could do my high concept slayer. Or I could do lady on a mission. Like this is. You have options. This is what I do. Fair enough. All right. So uh, 
There's my fate point. All right, I take that. All right, so. So uh, in one quick motion, I see him. My spidey senses are tingling. So I'm around all yeah. the vampires. I grab the whip. I crack it out. I snap my wrist, and it goes out, and it circles around his neck, probably three times, coiling around. Cool. And I yank on it, pulling him to the ground. Awesome. So his he- suddenly, he was already leaning forward into the charge. You whip it around, and suddenly he is sliding on his stomach, and he lands. He comes to a sliding stop right at your feet. And uh, are you guys, uh, he's like gasping with the, the whip around his neck. Pull out my dagger. Okay. And, uh, hmm, I think I'm going to kill him. Okay. Because, um, he's a vampire. Don't give me that look, Mira. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's a monster. It was the casual, the casual nature of the decision you came to. I think I'm going to kill him. <laughs> he's a vampire. <laughs> I mean, you're probably pretty overcome by that instinct upon just seeing them, so, like, I can totally see He's a monster! (laughs) Mira's like, no, they can have redemption. Okay. Okay. We started out this session with the vampire, some strange vampire picking off some innocent person, some innocent stranger in the street going, good for him, he's gotta eat. (laughs) Well, we're in the city of the dead. Like, monsters gotta eat. Monsters gotta get their forearms and their raspberry sauce. Like, who am I to, you know? Just like lions have to kill the gazelles to eat. Spiders have to eat the flies. Vampires, but if they're coming at us. Yes, I mean, I'm not debating the morality of vampires, because, you know, there's a whole lot of gray area in there. But, yeah, I, I can see how there would be sort of a circle of life aspect to what we saw in the beginning versus sort of a... These, are sort of hired muscle that mean poorly. Okay, maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. Um, So I pull my dagger out, Mm -hmm. and I say, How dare you come charging at us? Do you know who we are? And I slash him, and then I'm going to... Sorry, I didn't mean to hit you. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to... She's getting very carried away. Because I want to slash my W into him and send him packing so that they know. Oh, so you don't actually kill no, him. No, I don't want to you kill him. him. I'm going to mark him. Okay. All right. I, I, he's on the ground, right? I'm assuming, like, yeah. he's uh, not incapacitated all the way, but he has a whip around his neck and he got yanked down. Yeah. He's... Vampires haven't been marked with a Westergaard W in a real long time. No, they have not. All right, so... All right, so to uh, to pull off the mark, go ahead and give me a brutal three. Because he's not... I think I'm spending all my fight. fate points tonight because this is happening. <laughs> oh, that's a four. That's, that's a good four. Enough. That's a dice. All right, so you quickly straddle him. You carve, he screams, and he's, like, clutching at his neck, and he's trying to stop what, your hands. And... What was his, um, what was the guy's name, Lord? Shazar. I want you to go back to Lord Shazar. You tell him, do not mess with our friend Hendrix. And you... Ah! Her- oh, shit. <laughs> no, I tell him that. I keep getting his name wrong. Behind the, the scenes, time. folks, she's been calling him <laughs> Hendrix all week. <laughs> Why can't his name just be... Anyway, 
Okay. You tell Lord Chamberlain not to. Shazar. You tell whoever you work for. Don't mess with our friends. Herricks. And you tell him the Westergaards are back in business. Ooh. And I carve a W on him. Ooh. I know. Ooh. Do I get a fate point for you, the Westergaard family you, business? I offer you. I'm, I'm absolutely yeah. giving you a compel on Westergaard family business because they yes. know you're back. Ooh. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. Okay. Sorry, Eleanor just got a little... Felt her oats a bit from from the good old days. Okay. Yeah. I want Herrick's to know that we saved his butt. Bingo. Well done. Okay, so um, so you're straddling me, you carve him, he's screaming. How do you like get him out of here? The vampire or Herrick's? The vampire. Are you gonna like chuck him out? Or are you gonna just no stand up I and just, walk away like he well, doesn't matter yeah okay. i'm just gonna kick him okay really hard all right and um, he better not come after us or he will die no no I've got he, two fake points he you you kick him and he stumbles away and he 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 reads the room and and suddenly the uh the arm of one of his friends lands at his feet from the as the race tear apart the remain the other four and he whips out of there so fast that he, like a like a flash and he's gone and the the room just goes silent and Herrick's is like he was halfway out the door the the exit door that Mira was leading him to and he stops and he so oh, I guess he knows I'm a Westergaard now I guess I can finish my dinner after all. Perhaps you should take it to go. He holds up a finger. Not a bad idea. He walks back to the table and uh, says something to the two wraiths that, and they both nod and... uh, step around, kind of float through the table to the other side of it. And he looks at the two of you. I appreciate what you did tonight. You have a deal. Tell me where you're staying. And you just went to the top of the list. We're staying at the Two Doves Inn. Very good. When you come to visit the God King. I will ensure that you have the utmost privacy. Be prepared with the fig then. We will... And you be prepared to uphold your end of the bargain. Because you know what we are capable of should there be any shenanigans on the day. Oh, I'm not one to cross the Wester Guards. He looks at he looks at Eleanor and winks. I wish you two ladies a lovely week. And uh 
since I'm guessing you don't, you're not from here, I hope you have a good time in Paranu. I'll see you in a week. One thing, quickly, before we go. Yes. For this week that we're going to spend in this lovely city, we're looking for Olafu. He is a shadow thing. He looks confused, but then the the uh the lady shadow or the lady wraith leans in and whispers something to him and he goes Uh Hmm Yes, apparently she is uh right off the Great Square. What do you need? Oh, we have business that we need to uh, attend with her as well. Not as exciting, hopefully, as this meeting. But, thank you. I'm not, forgive me, I'm not familiar with her, but my associate is aware of her. That is great. She's there. You'll find her. We will find her. Thank you. Look for her placard. She runs a, she runs a, uh, what? She runs a scribe shop. Excellent. Apparently, we have occasionally outsourced document preparation to her. I had no idea, he shrugs, with a, I clearly don't give a damn. Uh, I kind of nod to the wraith, like a little, <laughs> thank you. She nods. <laughs> and uh, the three of them, he grabs another finger and just sticks it in his mouth to go, and they leave. Willard, the server, comes over. Um, I, we very much appreciate your support of our esteemed guest. Um, but if you don't mind, could you please, it might be best if you get out. Of course. He just nods quickly like, yes, 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 thank you, thank you. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Yep, we grab Uh, our stuff and we... Go out to the street to head home. Excellent. All right, so you leave the drunken ox, not in flames, but somewhat in shambles. And uh, you've made an arrangement. Congratulations. Is there anything else you want to do tonight, or are you going to go back and rest? I have this unsettling feeling. Mira has an unsettling feeling as we're walking. Sort of doing what I do personally after I've had a heated conversation. I play it back in my head and I try to really process what was said, especially in the case of secrecy, what was revealed. So pieces of information that that Herricks has. We're looking for the Oasis. We are staying at the Two Doves. One of us is named Westergaard, and one of us mentioned something about returning to the Grove itself. Somebody with all four of those pieces of information and also the note that was held together by the dagger, that is a deadly set of intel. And I'm concerned with a person of such corruption and connection 
having access to four out of those five pieces. He didn't seem, when we mentioned Shadow Fae, he didn't seem to even, like, it didn't seem to go on his radar. Didn't. He didn't. But if somebody goes poking around and asks him if he's seen or knows of anything that might lead to our description, he could triangulate and would not hesitate to do so. Yeah. We're only we going to be just here. We that in the back of our mind. Yeah, we should. We're only going to we be here. We have a week. Yeah, just, we only, I mean, we have a week, but we only have a week. And I mean, it took us a couple days to even find him. So. Yeah, but we don't know what, we don't know what the winter hmm. court is capable of. We don't know how deep their connections run. They obviously have enough connections to send out basically bounties on us to every kingdom in the realm, every major leader of every major city. I wonder if Paranu's on that list, because Paranu's kind of a hidden city. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But with direct access to the Shadow Realm itself. With direct access. Frankly, this could be their exit ramp. This could be how they right, got here. <laughs> right, right, true, it's very true. I don't know, so um, are you saying that, I mean, I don't think we should leave the two dubs because it's where they're going to find us. No, no, I, I, yes, I agree. We should definitely stay in one place because we do need to be found um, by those who want to find us. I think maybe it would be good of us to shore up our securities maybe like ward our room oh, yeah. or something yeah. or yeah. glamour our door to look like a wall so that like that's a good idea maybe we'll do that <laughs> i think that's a really good idea oh poor room service <laughs> <laughs> we're the ones who wouldn't get our sheets changed we'll live yeah we're fine i think we'll that's a good idea we'll i think dorm we'll... for a week we'll clean ourselves yeah i think we'll glamour our door, idea. that's a great idea. All right. I like that a lot. I dig. I dig. Yeah, I think that's smart. And make the window like a one-way mirror where it like it yeah. looks like shutters from the outside or it looks yes. like the wall from the outside, but yes. we can still see. I think I think I like wall because then there's no door, there's no window, like you wouldn't even know that that yeah. room is there. Yeah.